0: Uh, good morning, everybody. Everybody doing good? I'm doing real good. I got to talk to a few of my grandkids this morning. It's in there. Our yesterday is there today. Uh, they're doing good. It's a good thing. Good thing. Talk to Ms. Hogan. They're, they're praying and fasting and seeking God. That's a good thing, also. She's a pretty strong lady. She won't even eat till I get back. So that's a good thing, huh? Powerful. I like it. <laughs> I'm usually tangled up with devils and needing somebody to help us out. His name is the Holy Ghost. His name is the Holy Ghost. You hear me? Jesus is king. If you will, open your Bibles to John. I got it. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. John, uh, chapter six. You know, we get to uh, uh, we get to see all these miracles, and uh, and sometimes it's so. This is a fresh towel, huh? Uh, we get to see. Listen, y'all, I, it, it is literally a struggle to try to figure out. How to go with when I talk, where God God wants to go, because you, when you get to see all the cancers healed, and you get we, we got to see a baby grew, uh, <clears throat> was born without eyes, grew eyeballs. Uh, we we get to see uh, lepers that have lost legs grow legs. Uh, uh, these creation miracles, and then the dead raisins, and the uh, all the all the all the things from headaches. I mean, brain tumors, migraines, uh, wow. Uh, um, all the odd diseases, you know, that nobody ever heals, talks about because they're like, like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and muscular dystrophy and cerebral palsy and uh, all, all these things just healed. And, and it's, and it's, uh, it's uh, awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. But even though you get all these miracles and you got all these wonderful things happening around you and, and, and there's always fresh souls and new churches starting and, and I'm getting to go into all these uh, wild places where there's war and rumors of wars and, and all these things going on. And, and, it, and it, it, it does, fear does come. You know, I'm not different than anybody. I'm, I'm always amazed that God would ask me to do stuff. Because I would say I'm a I'm not a fearful person, honestly. But I'm not the co- most courageous person in this room. But once I am in, engaged, courage comes and I just am not going to back down. I'm just not going to. God takes normal people and makes Heroes of faith out of them. And he wants to do that with everybody. Everybody in this room. You're a cut above because of the Holy Ghost. No other reason. Um, something fair to an illustration. All right. Why y'all are still turning to John 6 probably. I was, uh, I was. Uh, preaching, uh, I think I was in Europe, and and I got a phone call from this family that wanted me to go pray for some people back in the United States, so I got back to the States, and, uh, you know, I didn't know who these people were. I don't know, I don't keep up with society. Where I live, it's hard enough to keep up with food. You know, and the places I go, there's just, usually a lot of lack. God brings me there because He sticks us in places because He uses us as doorways of power. And it doesn't matter what the need is. Everywhere I go in the world, people always ask me, and they rear back on that religious footing, they, and they give you this, little cock to the side, head, and so forth. And, and they say, brother, they start speaking gospel to me. Brother, what is your calling? Brother, what are your giftings? And, you know, and, and I do have an answer for that. My calling is everything, and my gifts are all. I'm very good in specific areas. One of the best there is in several areas in the world. I'm really, honestly, you can consider that pride. It's just the truth. God is with us. And if he's with you, you don't have to be a coward. You can walk with boldness and confidence. And you can make every devil in every area, it doesn't matter where, fear you. Because it's God they're afraid of, not you. But this family, let's get back to the story. I didn't know who these people were. And this fella says, You know, I understand you're going to be in this place. And I was amazed he knew where I was going to be in the first place. He says, I'm going to send my jet to get you. I said, All right. I didn't know what he meant by that either. But it turns out, there's, he, he he's part of one of the richest families in the world. His family's out of Italy, and their family, he went to school with the reigning president of Italy. And, and he's, uh, he's pretty powerful. They're, they're worth, their, their family has the military contracts for Italy. And I go and meet this guy and he's just, he's a good looking Italian, you know, super educated, the high society, the clothes. When he walked, it's that little shadow. You know how they do that on TV where he walked and in, in all of, seems like everything around him just understood who he was. He was a prince. He's a prince. And he says to me, I met him, he's very wow. just a good man. You know, now listen to this. He invited me onto his jet, and I went and got on his jet with him, and I didn't know what he wanted with me. I, I didn't have a clue. He said, a friend of mine is sick, and we're going to go pray for him. I said, that's fine. I said, but it seems like you've gone a little extreme to me to get your hands on me. There's got to be something more to this, because I still didn't know who he was there's got to be something more to this than just go and pray for somebody that's sick with cancer there's got to be he said oh we'll get to some more stuff after a while we go and we prayed for one person and then he took in the jet we went and prayed for somebody else and it was quite a day to tell you the truth and finally we went went to the south in the mobile uh, alabama there and he and uh, he he uh Went to his office, one of his offices. They have a home uh, in like 25 different nations. And, they, you know, it's just amazing. I don't understand that world very well. And I'm just not in it very often. And now watch this. After the whole day was done, he walks straight to me and he looks me right in the face. Now listen to this. Listen. I, I, don't, I still don't comprehend it. He said, Brother David, I would give all of my wealth and education to be like you. And I looked at him, I said, help yourself. I know some poor people that can use some of that stuff. And I said, now, now we're down to it. What's the real reason you wanted me? He said, because I can't just walk in public very much. And, you know, I I was starting to understand why. I said, so what do you want, son? He said, I want what you got. He said, money can't buy what you have. I said, that's right. But I'll gladly give you what I got. And I reached up and hit him in the head whack and the holy ghost took this fella this levitation thing he skidded back on his heels and went. i bet you he went about six or seven meters just across the floor marking the floor <laughs> whack he hit the deck and started speaking in tongues and sit there for two hours shaking i, I, I was long gone on a jet I had to get back and preach the gospel. See, you, you, you don't think anybody's noticing who you are or what you're doing. You believe that you're insignificant and out of tune with everybody else. But what you've got to realize is what you have by the Holy Ghost is what everybody else is looking for. It's the joy of the Lord. It's the strength of the Lord. It's the peace of the Lord. It's the goodness of the Lord. It's the kindness of the Lord. It's the mercy of the great Holy Ghost. So we have to keep ourselves fresh in the anointing. You can never be satisfied if you have stopped for a moment you are stale you cannot you do not have that allowance you must constantly be moving forward aggressively in the holy ghost every day every day every day now i want you if are y'all there there's a verse here, verse 58. I want to read it to you out of the, out of the uh, uh, this, is not, this is the Amplified. Jesus is all you need for strength. Situations change, circumstances change. People's character change, people's attitude change. But if you walk in God's character, in God's anointing, and allow His character and His anointing to be who you are, then you are stable and don't change. But it takes the bread of life in you to do that. Look at verse 58. This is the bread that came down from heaven. It is not like the manna. See, everybody, I've been in meetings where manna, you can pile up manna. I mean, manna, angel's food comes, and you can eat it. It, it just comes. It appears. I, I was in a, a prayer meeting. This one woman, her Bible, I, I, I took all the stuff. She had gold just piles up in piles in manna, and, and it, it's amazing. And so I dusted it all out, and I'm sitting there looking at it, looking at her Bible, and it just reappeared and you dust it out and you're getting piles of this stuff. You know, but you've got to realize emotions, uh, what do you call it when you have, manifestations, different moves of God may change just like the manna did, but you don't have to. Like I have, since I've been saved, I've been in personally on six different types of God's waves of power since I personally have been saved. I got saved back in the early 70s in the, in the Jesus people. movement. Jesus people came out of Azusa Street and, and it flooded across the U.S. and I got hit in that in the, in the early 70s. And, and I've been on fire ever since. You've got to realize that certain moves or certain ideas or certain manifestations may ebb and tide. But the walk of the Spirit is from the bread of life and it's the strength of the Lord and it's forever. Uh, uh, people I've noticed like to camp out around certain fountains uh, of new experiences. I'm not a person that likes to stay in one place very long. My daddy called me a gypsy. You know, even though that's, I I don't like, I don't like the same kind of clothes all the time. I like to change different appearances. I, like, I don't like the same heritage. I'm whacking it all going bald. I grow it long. I, all, course, all sorts of stuff. But where God has got me in Mexico, I've been in the same spot now, exact same spot for 34 years without moving. And I intend to stay there till I die. All right. I'm not talking about stability, I'm talking about setting your heart on something because you personally are attracted to it. You have to set your heart on God. So then what comes and goes in that arena doesn't matter anymore. You listening? Because there there are seasons that we see, like right now we're in a season where cancer and uh, and, uh, hepatitis family and arthritis family wow it's massive the amounts of them that are being healed whereas a a couple of years ago it was blind and tuberculosis now we still have blind and tuberculosis healed but not on the level as it did before the thing that's more consistent with us is the dead raisin it's been there ever since it started and it's still there it don't it don't fluctuate very much that's a steady string in my life me as a person and i I appreciate that from god thank him holy but you got to realize you you cannot be caught up in a particular type of manner your responsibility as a as a born-again believer as as a resurrection power a holy ghost person is to walk with the bread of life continually Different types of manifestations are not our cup of tea. God's our cup of God is. And it says, he who takes this bread for his food, listen to this, shall live forever. See, I'm one of those people. I'm a lifer guy, you know. <laughs> it's just how it is. And all of a sudden, his disciples, they they were were wanting something else. They were looking for something else. So some of them left. You know, his disciples heard this, verse 60. You know, uh, they, wow, this is difficult and strange and hard to to take and so on and so forth. It's not. It's simply how it is. It's not hard or easy. It's how it is. If your flesh can't take it, you submit that flesh to the anointing of the Holy Ghost. If the flesh is crying, it needs whipping. Hush it up. Submit it. Bow to the goodness of God. I've got proof of all this stuff. The goodness of God. Jump over with me to... uh, isaiah 55 please see if i can find it it was in there a while ago (laughs) are y'all understanding my english okay hopefully i'm not offensive too much i mean with my english (laughs) isaiah 55 first verse see god is There are certain threads in God that run Old Testament and New. Did you know that? There are certain things that are just strictly Old Testament venue, and there are certain things that are strictly New Testament venue, and then you have certain things that just go all the way through the whole book. It's just who God is and what He wants. And that's the ones that we we should seriously nail down in life. And this is one of them wait and listen everyone who is thirsty see when i got nailed by the holy ghost 30 some odd years ago lots of years ago i never have lost the zeal or the fire i've been sick i've been in jail i've been imprisoned i've been uh, they left me for dead three times now Uh, every sort of thing you can think of every kind of disease has hit me Cholera, I had seven different diseases a few years ago. Hit me at one time, my organs quit. My liver quit, my kidneys quit, my lungs quit, my heart quit, my eyes quit, my ears quit. Everything decided to submit to the devil. But my family, this is the need to teach your children You wives and husbands need to be together. Your kids need to be with you. Because when I died that first time, my son-in-law was there, this one right here, and my daughter, the one that just had her first baby uh, a couple days ago, they were in the truck with me when I died and they prayed to God and God brought me back from the dead. The second time, it was a lot stronger. It was a little over an hour or something. and and when I came back the second time I could not hear or see I could not breathe it was just it was rough but see instead of flipping out uh, you know people say well did you get to the hospital there is no hospital if your desire is in the hospital you come to where I'm at you're not gonna make it if your desire is in God You don't need the hospital. That's a secondary, a third thing. I'm telling you, I know that's odd to your way of thinking and lifestyle, but it's not odd to God. So I will submit to Him. Thank you. Because my wife and them was praying and Son-in-law, the whole stack of them in there, and I was just laying there basically just, it was, it was hard. And all of a sudden, the sun comes up, and with it, my hearing came back, my eyesight came back, I started breathing a little better. You know, it was, it was an amazing event. And even though we went through this drama, And I went from being a super soldier Superman to a person that my wife had to carry everywhere I couldn't pick a spoon up she had to feed me like a baby there's no describing to you how stressed out that makes your mind when you're used to being the type of person that I am and you go to being a vegetable That's why you see me aggressive. That's why you feel me pushing on everything that you're standing for. Because I want to make sure that you're standing in the right spot. Because life is going to happen to you. And when it does, you need the bread of life to sustain you. You need to have been thirsty and sought after the Lord Holy Ghost. Cause if you don't you'll just be history but if you do God is with you now watch I got healed see me healed okay good alright you want to know how is it interesting to you or no okay alright I'll finish it then I wasn't going to finish it after. takes too much time We was in. uh, My wife was. She carried me to a place where she could tend to me because, please don't be offended at me. Uh, It's not my goal to offend you. Unless I have to, then it's all right. (laughs) But I don't feel pushed to have to. So, but if you go ahead and get offended, then I can take it. Okay. I decided I was weak and everything, but it didn't change. My resolve didn't change because my circumstances did. See, that doesn't mean, But see, circumstances don't determine my life. God does. And so when I got that sick, which was serious, my wife decided to take me to a place where she could attend me. She says to me, you're not going to the hospital. You're not going to the doctors. You're going to seek God, right? I said, right. She said, then I'm going to do it where I can take care of you the way I want to. I said, I don't care. I, there's nothing I can do about it. So she brought me to this place and she started praying and fasting with me because see the work our work was coming up on a forty day fast where we the whole work is involved and it'd be thousands of us bowing to God and she she and my mother uh, didn't want me they're, they're probably the, the only two people on the whole planet that I truly believe trust we'll say and she's they were sitting there looking at me and they were both concerned because I'm telling you it was horrible and, the, and the, they they uh, they told me do not fast David you're physically too weak I just looked at him. that's absurd you're, y'all are talking like a devil why would you try to talk somebody that's dying out of seeking God what is that well you see it, that wasn't it it was truly concern for my physical well being so I told my wife I am not going to submit to those words. I'm going to join in this fast. She said, David, it'll kill you. I said, maybe, but it might bring life. You ever thought about what if God touches me just because he thinks I'm a knothead? (laughs) He just tosses me a bone just because I'm a nut. Just helps me because he's merciful, because this guy don't get it. In his weakness, he's going to seek me more. Fix him. How do you know he's not going to do that what proof do you have i have proof all through the bible men in their weakness sought god and he came alive and touched them and so that's what i did but my wife made me promise that i could always close myself up in a room and don't see humans for the length of the fast just lay on my face and let the bible run 24 hours a day that's what i do when i fast and so I'm in there laying down praying and Miss Hogan comes and she says look here you're not gonna do this by yourself I'm gonna help you I said as long as you can keep your mouth shut you're welcome because I am here to hear God and I don't want to talk about anything outside of the presence of the mercy of God and she said I'm good with that I said I know you are and I started being a little bit more merciful to her then because she had helped me so much. <laughs> now, I still can't even pick up a coffee cup, man. I still can't pick up a spoon or nothing. And, and the first day, I mean, now listen, this is probably going to be another offense, But pastor can handle it. It'll be all right. I'm one of these extreme people in everything I do. I, when I fast, I don't, I don't eat or drink or nothing. I do it like Jesus did, Moses did, Elijah did it. Those guys, the ones that you actually want to be like. You should study their life. If you want to be like them, you should see how they sought the Lord. And so the first day, no drink, nothing, no food. Second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day. And my wife says to me every morning, she would look at me, how are you? And I said to her, I'm the same as I was when I started. Everything's the same. I'm just as weak. You know, I'm hungry. But there's no change. And, and, And as far as strength level... I never went below where I was at, because I was already at the bottom. <laughs> so, so, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth day, everything's the same. And then look at this. Watch this. I'm laying there on my bed, fixing to get up to go pray, because clock's. I'm laying. I'm asleep, and somebody touched me on the head, and and I jump up. You know, I wasn't wasn't used to being sick and everything, you know. Remember I used to be Superman? And so I grab a gun. Sorry, I'm an American. (laughs) And I go running out into my office with a gun. And I'm standing there, you know. (laughs) And Ms. Hogan comes in there. Excuse me. What are you doing? I said, somebody was in the room with us. And they touched me and woke me up. She said, David, look at you. And I looked at me and I got this rifle in my hands and all this stuff. And she says, you haven't been able to pick up a spoon and you come running in here with a rifle. She says, she says, are you okay? And she reaches and gets my rifle, you know, and I said, the pain is gone. See, it was Jesus. I didn't see him. But it was Jesus who came in there and touched me, and ever since then I've been strong. Do you hear me? Yay! All right. Now, I'm I'm really I really didn't want to go all that way into that, but it's too late, it's done, so. Because there's a story I want to tell you that's on purpose. I'm gonna get you. Man. There has been something God's done. You need to hear about it. You need to be thirsty for the Lord. And it doesn't matter how long you've been walking and doing good and what you've done or seen or been part of. I'm, I've been in lots of stuff. But my thirst and my hunger for the Lord is increasing. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm, I feel possessed, man. I, I'm telling you can see it. I'm... Ah! I'm serious. You know, and everybody goes, Man, that's okay for you. It'll be okay for you too when you run into life like I ran into it. <laughs> All right, look at this. It says, wait, listen, everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters. He who has no money. See, there's people you're sitting here and, and you're 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 searching and you're wondering and you're you, you don't know exactly where to turn, how to go, what to do. Well you're the people with no money. You don't understand. You, don't, you haven't built up any resource in God. You are welcome to the fountain of life, to the bread of life. His name is Jesus. And the ones of you that do have money and that understand the thirst and understand the, the need for righteousness and hunger, you are welcome also. Come and buy and eat. Yes, come buy priceless spiritual wine and milk without money and without price. Simply for self-surrender that accepts the blessing. Now back up one more verse. I'm going to do a little bit of Bible before I tell you this story. got a couple of minutes left and I want to, I want to, I want to blast you. This thing is so good. Proverbs chapter 9, please. Proverbs chapter 9. I, I, I want to, please don't take this as a rebuke. Uh, let it be an encouragement. Let it be something that, that pulls you up and shores your foundation. Understand that God wants you to be strong in the Lord and your phys- physical appearance or your or, or your monetary problems or your it doesn't matter Jesus is what matters verse 5 proverbs 9 verse 5 come eat of my bread and drink Of the spiritual wine. Which I have mixed. God wants us. Sound. Stable. Blessed. Fortunate. God wants you to be so blessed. That people look at you with wonder and envy. I'm telling you. My house is blessed. It doesn't matter where we go in the world. God backs us. That is necessary for you to get a grip on. If I'm home, if I'm in America or Europe or Africa or Asia or here, it doesn't matter. God is with us. And we live in excess of it doesn't mean whether i have plenty of food or plenty of clothes that's not excess that's material things excess is the soundness of the holy ghost continually with you all right now this is funny this is not my pro- uh, uh, it's not my fault that it's so funny I'm a serious fella. (laughs) And I know know everything I do, we all laugh and carry on, but when you're talking about death and cancer and, wow, those things are serious. But I'm always getting myself in these deals. They just somehow come to me, or I go to them or every how it works. Y'all, I was in a, a small church in the South in America. You know, it's, it, they're Holy Ghost people. They're friends of mine. I was with them when we first started. And so I'm, I'm one of these people that's loyal. I don't have to have the, the hugeness to make myself feel like I'm okay. I have to have Jesus. It doesn't matter to me if it's two or three or 30,000 40,000. It's the same for me. I enjoy myself. And so I'm at this place and it's packed out for them. And, and, I, you know, and I'm I'm talking and enjoying myself. And I notice there's a there's a pile of people over there. They just do you understand potty poopers? I don't like Party poopers. I don't care if it's humans or demons, governments. I don't care what it is. Party poopers are not invited. Now, if you're going to come to my party, we're going to do it my way. Understand? Understand? so I'm looking over here and there's about 10 or 15 of these folks and I mean y'all know what a persimmon is you eat a green persimmon son your face is gonna it is some kind of a bitter deal I mean and they look like everyone of them done had them a persimmon pie they were some ugly people sitting over there they done what y'all call manifested they all that one of them done got puffed up at me. And I'm not, you can't help but notice them people say, you know, how do you have such great discernment? Well, if you're looking like I'm looking, it's easy to pick out the Simmons from the good guys. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm I'm going, you know, I'm looking at them and I'm, I'm interested to, in, see, all right, here's a difference between me and most modern Christians. I'm an engaging fellow. I'm not all right to let you dominate me with your defiance of God. If you're going to bring the rain, I'm going to bring mine too. <laughs> and we're going to have to go ahead and have ourselves a thunderclap because one of us is wrong it's not me it's not me Hello, oh, I'm right hello <laughs> this is so much fun I love this so I hurried up and quit because I wanted to engage this demon I didn't have a clue what its name was yet but it don't matter There are people like me that are just not intimidated by impressive demons. What what impresses me is the mercy of the gospel. The good news of the kingdom. Now that right there is impressive. Oh, That's like eating a good meal. Just makes you feel good all over. Feels like you can get her done. Y'all understand, get her done. That right there is the a redneck deal from where I'm from. <laughs> get her done, boys. <laughs> so, okay. So, I can't turn redneck on you. You wouldn't understand me at all. <laughs> so, Okay. I noticed I asked people that needed help to come up, and the whole pile of them, Persimmons, came up there. And I looked at Ms. Hogan, and I looked at them persimmons, and I told her, "He's right here's going to get fun." And Ms. Hogan is always red-faced. And I ask her all the time, why is your face so red? She says to me, it's called embarrassment, David. (laughs) I said, what is that? (laughs) I tell her, I'll pray for you to get over it. It's got to be some kind of devil that keeps your face all red, Miss Hogan. She said, David, don't worry about it. Just go for it. I said, okay. So I go walking down there. And I'm looking him right in the face. You know, you see me, I, I seem playful. I seem, you know, detached from reality. Uh, you know, I seem that way. But when the demon manifests, I just sit there, look at him, draw my broadsword, which is the word of the gospel, grab him by the beard, and just sit there and let him bleed down. Now, this might be a little bit frightening to you, but I enjoy that feeling. (laughs) It really makes my day go well. (laughs) Wow! That blood all over you from that demon, you know, that... Well, some of you understand rest of you think I'm just a murderer but that's just not true I just hate devils and I don't like them having possession of people so you just go ahead and take them down so I walk over there and this woman she done swelled up I think she's gonna blow up like a pumpkin y'all know what a pumpkin is she just gonna and I went right straight to her first cuz she looked the most exaggerated. And I thought, this is where we pop the pimple, right here. It's going to (laughs) blow. Woo! So I say to her, How's it going? She said, not good. I said, well, that's a surprise. I said, what's the matter, a few people? I noticed y'all been hating on me for a few minutes. And I'm here to fix it. One way or the other. She said, you're a liar. Oh. well there's one thing I'm not I'm lots of things probably but I'm not a liar so that right there engages me I am all of a sudden attached to this problem I'm not detached anymore now I feel my face brightening but it's anger and it's the right kind of anger It's not gonna back down from some demon spirit, some intimidating lying devil, it's not gonna back me down, I'm not gonna do it. (laughs) She said, now what's this? We've been taught for the last 125 years in our church that this kind of power and these kind of things was passed away when the last apostle died. I said, is that so? Well, that's depressing. I said, you should have told me before now. Now look at all this stuff done happened. I said, I'm not going to convert to y'all because I don't believe you're right. She said, well, you can't be telling the truth. I said, I'm going to tell you this, lady. Not only am I telling the truth, but somebody's been lying to you. And you need to understand that Jesus Christ is alive. And I'm going to tell you this, it took power of resurrection from the dead to bring him back. She said, well, we don't believe it. I said, well, you're wrong. I said, I want to know why you come up here in my party and decided to challenge me. I'm going to tell you that's not a good idea. You chose the wrong hole to go fishing in, honey. She says, I, so I said to her, you mind telling me why you want to come up here and mess up my day like this? She, she just pointed to the lady standing beside her. So I go, excuse me, ma'am, are you the ringleader of this bunch? And she, when she looks at me, her eyes are white. She's blind. She says, they did come up in here with me. I said, so what I got here, you're blind, so you're leading the blind. I said, I have to finish that verse for you because the Bible says, and both of you going to fall in the ditch. I said, because I'm not telling you a lie. She said, look, It's not my fault. Now, everybody passes the buck. You ever notice that? They don't want to bear up to the responsibility of, especially eyeball to eyeball with a fellow like me, because I am relentless in pursuit of destroying the powers of hell. I am legal to hate evil. And she says, she says, I was at the grocery store yesterday, and the lady what was checking me out she said look at here there's a man coming to our church what can heal the sick can raise the dead and open the blinded eyes and so she said you should come and that's where I told her i don't believe you know what the lady at the grocery store told her it don't matter if you believe he does So she come all up in there with her cronies and everything. It's a whole stack up them. They thought they had enough. I told them they need to go home and get some more reinforcements because he didn't bring enough army with him to begin with. I said, "You gonna let me pray for you?" She said, "I don't believe that." I said, it "Doesn't matter. I do." I said, "I'll take you slack up for you." See, in your world, everything has to be perfectly okay, or you're not gonna pray that's ridiculous stop that pray seek the Lord you don't know what God's gonna do or not do so she said sure I said I'm gonna take this finger right here your your cronies are here they're they're witnesses and I'm just gonna touch you on the forehead and I'm gonna call on the mercy of God so I reached up and touched her not one thing happened I said I don't know whether God's gonna heal you or not but I am sure that he can. So I went on down the line and started praying for some more people. Different things. All of a sudden, they start hooting over there. Y'all understand what a hoot is? So I went, excuse me, hoot. Woohoo! That's a hoot. So I started going down there where the hooters were. And there's all just a hooting. So I went down there, and everybody's, woo-hoo, woo, woo, These are the persimmons. They all of a sudden got religion and started hooting. So I go down there to see what the problem is. What's the matter A few people up in my party hooting over here now? And the woman says, I don't know what you did to me, but I'm standing here blind for 25 years, and all of a sudden my eyeballs pop open. I said to her I'm going to have to join y'all's hooting party over here so we had ourselves a hooting party now if that was the end of the story would it not be great would it not be good would it not be wonderful but you see God does whatever he wants to whenever he wants to with whomever he wants to And it's wonderful when he invites you so they go back to the 125 non-believe years of non-believing church in the morning that was saturday night this is sunday morning and and they go in there and the pastor calls that lady up to the front she said sister so-and-so went over at one of these pentecostal places last night done got healed now i explained to her that we don't believe that now she gonna come up here and tell y'all why so here comes this lady been blind for 25 years Walks up in front of these 800 people, gets a microphone, never been in a, in, a, in a talk to a crowd in her life, and she says, look at here, it's not my fault. I was over here and this nut from Mexico laid his hands on me, and Jesus opened my eyes. Now what? as soon as she said that a lady jumps up in the back been blind 19 years and took off running healed so a few months later pastor calls me on the phone he said you got to get over here and help me miracles done broke out we got about 50 instant miracles doctor verified and i don't know what to do with this stuff So I went over there, had a couple of meetings. First night, I thought they was going to hang me because that part of the world, that's what they do. I told my son, my, my boy's a big old boy, big guy works out all the time. I said, you stay at my back. I might need you. We won't win, but they'll know we was there. <laughs> Get in there. I mean, the Holy Ghost fell. About half him them people got filled with the Holy Ghost. The next night is where the power slammed. I go walking up there, and the pastor comes there, and he says to me, Brother David, we got a problem. I said, no, sir. We don't. You do. I'm out of here. He said, well, he said, well, Brother David, Guess who's out there? I said, who is it? Listen to this. Every mainline denomination in the parish came. Episcopalian, Lutheran, Catholic, Baptist, First Assembly of God, pastor sitting on the front row. First Church of God, pastor sitting on the front row. All of them were there. Mormons were there. Everybody was there. He said, you got to help me. I said, no, sir. We got to get Jesus in on this. Because these people are probably going to come up and hang us or something. We went in there. I'd never seen it in my life. But I'm just here to encourage you. When I preached the gospel, the Holy Ghost fell on us. I saw the Episcopal, Episcopal priest and the Catholic priest rolling on the floor, speaking in tongues side by side. I saw the Baptist I saw the Baptists, the Lutherans, and the Methodists, and the Assemblies of God, and the Church of God rolling in order right down the thing, speaking in tongues. You hear me? Do you hear me? What a wonderful God we serve. Will you stand up and let's pray? I just want to tell you, thank you for letting me come here and shout with you. What a, man, what a wonderful privilege. Listen, come on, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Do you hear me? You know, I, you think I felt capable of doing that sort of a thing? No way. I'm, I'm wild. I'm, you know, I'm the extreme and everything. But God invited me to his dance where he wanted to unify and fill people with his spirit and heal them and bless them and and take a whole city and just take all the divisions and dissolve it in just three days wow see your mind can't conceive i couldn't conceive it i was born in that area that's that's almost impossible But that Holy Ghost is so powerful. That bread of life is so strong. That milk, sincere milk of the word is so powerful for you. I realize we have to do other things, but I want to do this first. I won't use the word struggling, but it could be the right term. Because there's some of you that are wondering and maybe even struggling and you've walked a long ways you haven't seen any results I can't let you give in it's right in your grasp the power of God is so close if you're here and you've been fighting with a disease a long time or you've been fighting with personal problems from the past a long time or your family's division has hurt you or somebody in the church has hurt you or there's some sort of a problem that you to you seems insurmountable. Maybe you need fresh gospel. Maybe you've never had the gospel. I'd like for you to just step out. Don't be embarrassed and come down here with me and let us pray with you. Just ushers, line these folks up along here so we can just take just a moment and pray, all right? Just come on down here and let's do this just won't take but a moment is that okay yeah okay all right it's a little bit late to ask i'm, <laughs> I'm sorry you all right no. okay god wants to dissolve see most people when you get of age there's a thing happens to it y'all are welcome to set up and go for it whatever I, I, are we going to do that right. okay most people's concrete is already set. In other words, you're not very flexible. You're not very pliable anymore. Excuse me. But we need to let God add some fresh concrete to us. Let Him sure up our foundation. Let Him seal up some of the cracks. Some of us are battle weary. I've been at battle a long look at here I got touched the other day of Mozambique I'm fresh you can see it you see it I'm not I'm still at the same battle at the same level and everything else but I'm not weary I am fresh in the Lord Holy Ghost and we need it we need that fresh visitation that fresh saturation that fresh rain that fresh river that fresh fire If you're sick in your body, and it's been a long, drawn-out deal, listen, I fought that thing I had for five years, and this just one touch of Jesus. One, it just, it was just one touch. So, this is what I want you to do: I want you to call out to Jesus. And, And people tell me all the time. Brother David, I love Jesus. I've been calling out Jesus. I understand that. I'm not questioning that. I want you to see Jesus is amazing. You understand that woman been sick for 25 years. Just one little touch and she was instantly healed. Her daddy came to me and hugged and kissed me on the face. Thank you for paying the price so that others can walk free. We can do this, y'all. We can do this. (laughs) We can do this. Go ahead and call out your deal, whatever it is. I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help you because I can. God is so with us. I'm not gonna lay hands on everybody. I'm gonna pray for everybody. I'm gonna tell you the wind of heaven's gonna blow. See, I was I was over there in the Middle East and I saw with my own eyes hundreds of Muslims that were blind. Hundreds. They had them lined up, hundreds of them. I saw cataracts. Blow out of their eyes like dust blows off of a table. I saw with my own eyes. Just as I was walking and looking, the, the, the stuff was just blowing out of their eyes. As I was walking by, and their eyes were clear and they could see and they started rejoicing. Should have seen that. I could, It was illegal at that place for me to touch them. I couldn't touch them. I'm an infidel to them. And that's something. Wow, what a God. Wow, what a God. So just as we start singing, I want you to release to the Spirit of the Lord. Now, ushers, I don't want anybody to get hurt. Please help me watch. Well, there's not much we can do if God starts popping them out. Just let them fall, I guess. Like twigs in a storm. So I need you to be healed. I need you to be filled and blessed. I need you to be released from the chains of bondage, from the difficulties of the day, of the hour. Let it just release you. There was a lady uh, had fibromyalgia, and I just touched her. And she got healed. When her husband uh, came back, he just threw, they were their business was under stress, just came up there and threw all them cards down on the altar. I just walked around on them cards. In the morning, God delivered the man from something like two and a half million U.S. dollars in debt. In the morning. Wow. Wow. Jesus. So would you lift your hands and your voices to God and just tell him thank you? Tell him thank you. Y'all thank go ahead. Jesus. Holy fire touch you. Holy fire deliver you. Fire of the gospel. Fire of the gospel. Fire of the gospel. Burn these things out of us, Holy Ghost. Deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Fire. Fresh fire in Jesus' name.